Is that him? That's him. He's young, huh? Abalo's podcast experiment and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show broadcasting live from Skid Row Studios in downtown Los Angeles and streaming live at skidrowstudios.com Monday nights at 9 p.m. Thank you all for tuning in live. Thank you for following the show on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr at Cape Pod. And thank you for liking the show on Facebook. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes and on YouTube. Much appreciated. Our guest will be joining us shortly. But first, two quick items. Now, I mentioned last week that there's going to be the uh, Jurassic World Blu-ray Combo Pack giveaway at chrisabal.com. Uh, kind of set up like a raffle because people have been donating through PayPal. Just to repeat really quickly, if you heard the show last week, you know. If not, let me give it to you. The abridged version I'll give to you one more time. What we're going to be doing through October 15th for everybody who has been donating to the show, supporting the show via the PayPal button, which you can find at chrisabal.com. Click the support the show tab and you can visit all our lovely sponsors and you can also support the show via PayPal. Because there've been a lot of regular contributors and contributors who've just kicked in some money here and there, just one-off donation. What we're going to do is for every dollar you donate to the show via PayPal, you will get one entry to win the Jurassic Park, I'm sorry, Jurassic World Blu-ray Combo Pack, the 2D one, not to be confused, through uh, October 15th, as I just said. <laughs> Every dollar is an entry. So if you want to support the show via PayPal, hey, you got a chance to win something, which you're probably going to buy anyway. So there you go. Go to crystalball.com, click the PayPal button. I'm going to put a banner on the homepage as well. There's kind of, if you've been to chrisabala.com, you see there's a scroller that goes across talking about the show and uh, the only podcast that matters and other good stuff. I'm going to put one up there for the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Jurassic World giveaway, which will uh, give you kind of a breakdown of everything I essentially just said, but uh, rather than rewinding the show and listening to it again, you'll see a breakdown of everything. But yeah, every dollar is one entry to win the combo pack. Uh, that is through October 15th and... At that point, we will draw the winner the following day. Uh, thanks to our friends at Amazon, by the way, who are helping us with this giveaway. And uh, since it comes out October 20th, that means that you will have it in hand, hopefully on the day it comes out. So we're, we're ending the giveaway a few days before it releases so we can get all your information and make sure you have the movie as soon as it comes out, as soon as possible. All right, next bit of news. Found out last week that... I'm sorry to say, Skid Row Studios here in lovely downtown Los Angeles will be closing. Yes, October 15th will be the final day of broadcast for Skid Row Studios. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean for this show? Which, it's been a long, well, there's been a lot of thinking going on, needless to say, <laughs> a lot of things to consider over the last week because... Coming, visiting Skid Row Studios and seeing another show happen here, as was recommended to me by a friend, Jessica Shalvoy, who was on an episode uh, back in February, I believe. She was producing a show here at the studio. I came to see it live. And I thought, oh, this place is great. There's, there's live streaming. There's video. There's audio. I could just show up and do the show and leave like a proper show. And it made me realize, okay, well, this is going to be the next phase of my show. So 
it, that was it. Starting at the beginning of this year, I was going to be coming to Skid Row Studios to do the show on a weekly basis and to do it live and have people who can tune in live, like many of you are doing right now, as I can see. And also to show up, basically host the show, and be pretty hands-off with it otherwise. That whole concept was very, very appealing to me. I have to say, I really, really underestimated two factors. I didn't really... I didn't know how it was going to go when it came to the live audience. I didn't realize how many people would be tuning in live on a weekly basis. I'm, I'm always surprised to see how many people are watching and listening to the show live as it happens. And also the video element, I kind of put almost no emphasis on, at least in the beginning, the first several episodes. I have the videos, but didn't even post them because I thought, well, it's just a bunch of people with headphones on talking into microphones. So is anybody going to watch that? Is that a big deal? But then because people were tuning into the live stream and want to go back and watch the video again, I thought, oh, okay, I guess I'll start putting them up and let me get my, my, uh, the kinks out of my, <laughs> my presentation live. Um, I, it sounds so dorky that I'm making myself laugh or that I'm kind of like, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm thinking back to kind of how I was like, geez, I use my hands a lot. I get very emphatic. It's just, I think of that when <laughs> I think about the videos, it was kind of, it was, it was surprising when I watched the first episode. And I was like, oh, geez, who is that guy? Why is he constantly moving around? Why is he so animated with his hands? It's probably coming from a, a largely Italian family. What can I say? I, I blame them. I blame my family for making me this way, partly this way. That. And um, it was brought to my attention that, uh, you know, a lot of shows, I mean, <laughs> as one of the guests uh, said, who came in here recently, they said, well, it's, it's no different than what anybody does on The View or any of those other group shows. The only difference is this is also put out there as audio and you're wearing headphones, but all people do is sit around and talk in any of those shows. So it's, it's really no different. People watch those. Why wouldn't they watch this? And I just kind of didn't consider that when I started doing the show here at the studio. I thought, well, I'm so used to doing audio podcasts. That's what I've been doing for about four years at the point when I came to Skid Row. So I hadn't really considered a video show or putting the show on YouTube which has now come to pass. And now it's been posting for, geez, this is Cape 37. It's been over 30 weeks now <laughs> that we've been posting shows on a weekly basis, which is great. I've, I've enjoyed doing that. And I've kind of adapted to, in the same way I'm looking at the camera right now, if you're watching the video, I've gotten used to being on camera and have evolved to be on camera for the show. So it's one of the things that... Um, in, Makes me wonder what I'm going to do next. Now, there are a lot of considerations being made. I'm not going to announce the next phase of this show just yet because things are still being worked on. Things are still being worked out. But you can, of course, tune in the show at 9 p.m. for the next three Mondays because we'll be broadcasting live until Monday the 12th at skidrowstudios.com. So we will be here up until the last week of broadcast. So every Monday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time, you can tune in to Chris Abalo's podcast experiment on skidrowstudios.com. And then Wednesdays, you can find that video on the YouTube channel. Uh, the links for that are at chrisabalo.com. So likely by next week's show, I will have everything worked out for what the next phase of the show is going to be, or at least uh, we'll announce what could uh, be, would it be a uh, Cape 3.0? Maybe. I've jokingly referred to this as Cape 2.0 because now it's being done to studio and it's a whole different kind of setup. But um, a lot of considerations to be made because now that I've gotten used to the live streaming, now that I'm aware there's a live audience tuning in as this is being done right now, saying he really finds himself funny. He keeps chuckling at what he's saying. Now that I know that those people are there and they enjoy that part of it and also that there are people who like watching the show on YouTube, then uh, all those considerations are being made and informing what's going to happen next. So within the next week, stuff will be worked out. <laughs> and I will tell you as soon as possible... The guests are essentially booked and ready to go for October. So we will, this is the best way to find it. And same thing, following the show on social media, at Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and on Facebook as well. And uh, you can always check in at chrisabal.com and you will be able to, uh, you'll find out what the next phase is going to be. But uh, it was saddened to hear that Skid Row is going to be closing up after being here for, it's only been, at that point, it will be nine months. It's really surprising. It feels like, not that it feels like longer in a bad way. It just feels, you know, that I've been here most of the year. It feels like it's been longer than a year, that this has been part of the routine. Come to the studio, 9 p.m. You're on the air. It was 10 p.m. initially 
for the first couple of weeks. And uh, then we were able to move to 9 p.m. But that's just kind of been the routine. So it's weird to think, oh, that may not necessarily be the way it's going to go from here on out. But um, with the considerations of the various platforms, the live streaming, the audio, the video, it's all being looked into. And uh, everything's being figured out. So there we go. To stay informed, follow the show on social media. And uh, you follow me as well, by the way, at Chris Abalo on Twitter and at Chris Sells Out on Instagram. And uh, also, by the way, the star reviews, in other words, on iTunes, giving the show five stars, much appreciated. And uh, writing reviews on iTunes, we love it. Please spread the word. We do really appreciate it. The whole idea is to put the show out there and have people enjoy it. So if you enjoy it, please tell a friend. And please also visit our sponsors, which I'll be talking to you about in one moment. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Erica Lawson, most notably from the Save Selfie campaign, who was on the show all the way back in Cape 38, months and months ago, will be here in the studio with me. So quick break, and we'll be right back with Erica. Let me talk to you about one of my favorites, Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of digital audiobooks with over 180,000 titles to choose from and more being released every week. They have everything you could be looking for, any genre, any type of story, autobiography, lectures, stand-up comedy, self-help, whatever you're looking for, Audible has it, including recent bestsellers like The Martian. You want to see the Matt Damon movie coming out soon? Want to check out the book first? Audible has the audiobook, The Girl in the Spider's Web, continuing the story of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Why Not Me, by Mindy Kaling, A Carlin Home Companion, written and read by George Carlin's daughter, Kelly. Or maybe you want to celebrate the late and legendary Jackie Collins. She has 28 titles available on Audible. She even reads some of them herself. Choose from any of these titles for free if you go to audibletrial.com slash Kate. Download a free audiobook and start a free 30-day trial to check out Audible and see what it's all about. I listen to Audible on my Android, and I love it. Coming up on five years since I've signed up. So once again, audibletrial.com slash Kate to download your free audiobook. Welcome back to the show, and please welcome Erica Lawson. Hi. Don't do that. <laughs> Hi, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> She's covering up her accent because <laughs> she doesn't want it to be known that she isn't actually from Ledworth. It's Ledworth, right? Oh. Or, uh, or Gallifrey. Gallifrey? Sure. It's Doctor Who. Yes, it is Doctor <laughs> Who, <laughs> which will definitely be touched on tonight. <laughs> So Erica was on the show way back a few months ago on Cape 38, as I said, talking about the Save Selfie campaign, which if you missed that episode, you can still grab it on iTunes. You can also watch it on YouTube. Erica phoned in from her, her home state of Kentucky <laughs> to talk to myself and Sherry about the Save Selfie movement, which um, we'll touch on now. <laughs> Now's as good a time as any. Uh, we'll talk a bit about it. So without being too redundant, because we had already spent an hour on it last time, uh, you ended up following the show being a fan of Doctor Who and being a fan of Karen Gillan. Right. And you essentially followed her to, well, to everything she does, but to Selfie, of course. And then the show was uh, sadly and somewhat abruptly canceled. And uh, in part because of fan support, the remaining six episodes were available on Hulu, which is which was great for all of us who were fans of the show and who watched the show on a weekly basis. Because with the exception of, I guess it was one week, there's one week in between where there was no episode airing on ABC um, before they started on Hulu. Yeah. So we ended up getting that, but sadly the show was not renewed. Um, now you were in touch with creator Emily Kapnick for a bit 
because she knew how heavy the, the fan involvement was and you were one of the people at the forefront of the Safe Selfie movement. You're the one who started the petition, petition at change.org. So how did, how did all that go? At what point did Emily get in touch with you? Um, it was a couple of days after I started the petition. Um, but, uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. Everything's no, fine. No, um, she just messaged, or no. Oh God. She messaged you? Well, I, we started messaging a couple of weeks after. We just messaged back and forth for a while. Right. Um, but then we started talking about the networks. Right. Because she'd been following the campaign to save the show. Yeah. And she knew how devoted the fan base was at the time because it rocketed to, I think I signed it before it hit 10,000 signatures, which was the first week, I think. Yeah. It was very fast. And then it was climbing up. It was at 30 all of a sudden. It was teetering around 50 when you were here <laughs> a few months ago when there seemed to be uh, still a lot of momentum for the show. But what was, because she spoke to you about, she kind of kept in touch with you and, and kept you informed as things were going along. Right. So what did she inform you about it through, through the course of the campaign? Um, well, basically, um, she'd heard, she'd, <laughs> sorry, she'd heard from someone and they said that, um, that the, <laughs> sorry, that the show, uh, they weren't gonna, or they, the numbers didn't look good at the time, which, it was like the first week, and then um, they basically said no, and then we we tried to push for Hulu and Netflix and Amazon, TBS, yeah. the CW. There were a bunch yeah. of networks that were there were tweet blasts going yeah. out constantly. Uh, there was one the week we did the show, kind of in correlation with when you were on this show a little while ago, and. Basically, the, the hope, though, because Hulu picked up the remainder of the episodes and agreed to air, exclusively air, those remaining episodes. Um, oh, I guess it wasn't exclusive because you were able to watch them at ABC.com. And I think uh, ABC's on-demand channels as well. But nonetheless, uh, they were mostly promoted through Hulu because ABC had basically canceled the show at that point. But the hope was that Hulu would want to extend the show and keep it going. But it didn't happen. I guess, yeah, at, at some point she was informed that that wasn't going to happen. Netflix was petitioned. Yeah, we continued to put or to <laughs> to try for Netflix, but they also said no. So there was never the the thing is there was never a definitive point. I mean, I know one of the um, heads of ABC TV said Selfie was a very tough call because it was one of those situations where they knew the show had potential, but I guess wasn't where they wanted it or really any show to be. Which that's one of the things that. And I know I've talked about it quite a bit on this show a few times. I'm going to repeat again. I don't, as much as we can criticize as fans, I don't envy the jobs of the people who have to pick what stays and what goes, uh, who have to pick these shows that, they, that they're that they betting on that are going to take off. Um, same thing goes with movies. You know, when it's saying like, yes, we're going to produce this. Yes, we're going to make this. And yes, we're going to invest money. Like it's, it's, a tough gig <laughs> to decide. And it's something, I believe it's only something like 20% of shows that debut on networks. I think it's a general average. I don't know if that's just the the main networks, the big four, let's say. But in general, I think it's something like 20% of shows last, which is, I mean, the odds your, your pilot even gets produced is very, very low. The odds it gets picked up at all, incredibly low. <laughs> the odds it lasts, it's so... I mean, of everything that's produced, you still have a one in five shot of actually lasting. And um, I mean, in the case of ABC, they didn't, I think the only shows they kept were uh, Fresh Off the Boat, which was ended up being a mid-season replacement for Selfie. That started, I think, in March or April. That started a little while after. And Blackish. I think those are the only shows they had that debuted that they kept from last yeah. season. I think everything, you know, Manhattan Love Story somewhat notoriously was canceled, I think, after week four, which yeah. was the, which followed Selfie. selfie. Yeah. And uh, Selfie made it all the way to seven episodes and just didn't go where they hoped it would go. It was, it was a shame. And uh, the funny thing is, the show through whatever syndica international syndication deals are getting done 
you keep hearing from people who are seeing it internationally. Yeah, um, it was, well, after it was taken off the air here, um, it was picked up by Hulu, um, the Warner Brothers, I think Warner TV, that's right, um, started airing it in the Philippines and the places near there. Um, and recently, it started playing in Ireland. I'm sure there's a slight Karen Gillan following there. Being part <laughs> of the UK, little. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they might have been interested in what Karen Gillan was doing on American television, what she was up to. <laughs> and uh, so as a result, the petition's still getting signatures now. Yeah. At like a thousand a day. <laughs> or a thousand a day, sorry. A thousand a week. It's over... 63, I think it's like 63,500 something. So it's still accumulating and it's getting, per day, it's getting hundreds of views. Though. Yeah. Um, per week, it gets at least 500 to 1,000 a week. Wow. And, and it's still gaining. <laughs> yeah. And we haven't been really signatures. active in it since April is when we, we got really tired and we were just like, <sighs> sorry. Well, there was no, that, that was the interesting thing. And it kind of, I don't, I'm not begrudging anybody involved, but it kept it kept hope alive because there was never a definitive statement of like this is not going to be pursued. Because in a case like that, my understanding is the the studio who's behind the show, in this case Warner Brothers, would have to essentially shop the show around and hope it gets picked up. And that's if somebody else picks it up, then it can carry on. I wasn't aware anyway of anything definitive saying no, the show's not gonna, this isn't gonna happen, and uh, it's you know no one else is gonna pick it up, or we're not gonna shop it around. Uh, it seemed there was no definitive, like, sorry, everybody, the show's, you know, what we have these 13 episodes and that's it. There wasn't really a statement from anybody saying, uh, it's not going to happen or we appreciate it, but it's a lost cause. Like, th there was none of that. No. Like, nobody ever came out and said everything. In fact, everybody was grateful. I mean, you were, various times were in touch with Emily Kapnick, Karen Gillan, John Cho, during the course of the petition. And uh, I know they were all incredibly grateful, particularly Karen, who sent you a, a <laughs> sung did. happy birthday to you she via did. Twitter. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Karen. That was <laughs> awesome. And, um, hey, hopefully they tuned in to see uh, see the show we did all those months ago. Yeah. As well to see what, what support there was. An incredible <laughs> amount of support there was. Uh, and there was. It's still the most viewed episode of this show, by the way. It's, I think, knocking on 2,100 views, which is great because you can't get people to watch stuff for an hour online. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot of things. So the fact that people, and that's, same thing, that keeps getting more and more views. Being the, most watch episode of this show and just the one that is is regularly getting a good amount of viewers. I mean, when I look at the breakdown for the videos on YouTube, it's it's still getting a ton of views on a weekly basis. So people are interested enough in the conversation and comments as well. So people are interested enough in the conversation about the show or the show itself that they're still, they're still paying attention. And sadly, it's not available anywhere. No, it was recently taken off Hulu. Yeah, it was on Hulu. It was on ABC On Demand as well for a while. And uh, now you can only watch clips on Hulu. So the sad part is the show isn't even to be found somewhere. I mean, it, it would be nice to think maybe it will, you know, a deal be struck with like Netflix or, you know, Amazon Prime or something like to stream it somewhere. Maybe even Hulu to stream the complete series and the way it's been done internationally. But I mean, you can find it if you look for it. <laughs> Everyone's very creative and people are internet savvy. You can find the show. And it's funny too how many people have said to me because they were aware I was doing an episode of this show devoted to saving selfie and having you on and that I was tweeting about it a lot. And the more I heard, even in the following months since February, people saying, yeah, I heard that show got really good. It started off so-so, but it kept getting better and better. And I was like, every week it got better and better and funnier. I, I was so into the show and I haven't watched a weekly show for years. So it was a big deal that I was actually tuning in and watching show on its broadcast, which nobody does anymore. So I, I loved it though. And I still do. And I, I do have all the episodes around. <laughs> so I do watch them. I still do pull up some, you know, there's yeah. definitely some favorites. Oh, you watch it. You've seen it a ridiculous <laughs> amount of times. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm watching selfie. Oh, <laughs> which one? <laughs> but. Uh, unfortunately, no word as of yet. Hopefully one day it will be elsewhere. It certainly found its audience, even if it's not the audience that was intended. But again, so many factors that go into making a show, making anything happen and 
as I've said many times, nobody goes into anything intending to make a bad show, intending to make a bad movie, intending to make a bad album, whatever it is, whatever creative endeavor, nobody goes into it with the intention of making it bad. But even if it comes out great, you still need, there still needs to be an audience there. People still need to pay attention to it. They need to watch or buy or whatever it is. So it's unfortunate, but the, the quality of sh the show was still incredible. And the, the potential that was still there is one of those things you're just like, ah, oh, I wish I could have seen that happen. But there you go. And hey, tomorrow night, the Muppets premieres on ABC. Hey. So we got that. <laughs> <laughs> I have that that I'm insanely excited for in Selfie's old slot. So I'm conflicted because it's been almost a year since Selfie debuted. But oh, well, nonetheless, looking forward <laughs> to the Muppets. Um, so you are a, well, a couple of things. You're a massive Whovian. Yes. So that's ultimately what brought you to Selfie because you've been following the show. What? How is it you, because it's been a trend the last couple of years and uh, we were out before, <laughs> for those of you watching, uh, sitting beside Erica, feel free to put that on by the way, sitting beside Erica <laughs> is a Fez. Oh, right name? A red Fez. If you want to, sure. Show it off for the camera. Let's get the camera on Erica and we can see her Fez. Which is, <laughs> I, I don't know if there's any way that can't, that <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what angle it's sitting at. It's just, there you go. Lovely Fez, as worn by Matt Smith for, what, like three minutes? Fezes are cool. Fezes are cool. And then it was promptly destroyed. I know that much about Doctor Who. <laughs> Good job. What, destroying it or the fact that I know about that it? That you know. Oh, okay. Not I thought you were thanking her like, thanks for destroying the Fez. But it's no. become such a thing. But we went to dinner before we came here to do the show tonight. Uh, in, the, in a restaurant that was um, beside a mall, popped in the mall for a few minutes in Hot Topic and walked in and a big display of all Doctor Who stuff because Series 9 just premiered, mm -hmm. which is a, it's, it's become such a huge deal now, but it, I don't, can't really pinpoint. And my friends who've gone to various, particularly New York Comic Con, weren't really sure like when Doctor Who exactly exploded, stateside anyway. It's, a, it's been a household name and a major show in the UK I'd for say, ages. I'd say Series 5. Yeah. Um, that's when Matt and Karen came over and they did this big premiere in a theater somewhere in New York. I don't remember the name, <laughs> but they did a huge premiere and there was like tons of people. So I think it really kicked off for series during series five. Now at that point, because the show was syndicated here on, on the sci-fi network, right? Yeah. And then it yeah. went to BBC America, PBS. It, it went, it was on sci-fi at first. Um, I'm not sure where it went. After, maybe, I know like PBS showed older episodes, like the fourth doctor. Oh, okay. But I didn't, hadn't seen those. But now the BBC America has been around for, I think it's like 2008. It's been a good couple of years. Yeah. BBC America has been available in most places. Sadly, not where you live. But. No, not, well, <laughs> not yet. Well, not, not in Corbin. Not in Kentucky. No, not in your little <laughs> pocket of Kentucky. It's not rats. It seems like all of a sudden people caught on to it. But I think you're right. I think because it seems, as someone who doesn't know much about, who the majority of things I know about Doctor Who I've learned from you, frankly. And I do have friends who are Whovians who don't, um, don't talk to me about it because I'm not in there. And the only reason I haven't watched it is that I know how, and Whovians know this, you know this, <laughs> how, how into it yeah. fans are. Fans who love it, love it. And I feel like once I go down that rabbit hole, I'm never coming out again. So that's why I have yet to actually watch <laughs> Doctor Who with any kind of consistency <laughs> in, in sequence. And you've even said you should start with Series 5 because that's... Oh, well, I think, well, most people would recommend starting Series 1. But with you, um, uh, since you know Karen, you don't know her, but you know her. You know of her. I know of her. <laughs> you know of Karen, so... She might know of me. <laughs> Probably not. Um, which is why I think you should start with series five. And I know you've said you've seen like one or two episodes of the 10th Doctor. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing randomly episodes with David Tennant. I don't remember almost anything. I just remember seeing it and just kind of thinking, mm, not for me. Not in a bad way. It just wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, I hate this show. What these people wearing rubber suits for? Or whatever it was. <laughs> and I knew about it certainly because I believe it was series one with Christopher Eccleston, the ninth Doctor, was um, Simon Pegg was on the show. So I knew about that. Yeah. Because I follow everything Simon Pegg has done since Shaun of the Dead. So I was a, certainly aware of the show back then. I don't think I was aware that it aired here. 
But I know that was, I think that was a turning point because now, and if you're listening, you may or may not know anything about Doctor Who, but it's become so prevalent, you probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently you should be following it. But it's become so prevalent, you probably know that there's the Doctor and he has a companion who follows him, or two. Uh, And primarily females, because the Doctor, as of now, has been a male. Although apparently Haley Atwell wants to be the Doctor, but let's see what happens. (laughs) Agent Carter, for those of you who... uh, don't necessarily know by name. Everybody knows who Agent Carter is. Oh, there goes the fence. <laughs> Gravity one. That's okay. Nobody's going to sneak in and steal it and run away with your fez. Thanks. <laughs> you, oh, P.S. Because there's a big Doctor Who display, to finish that thought, she bought the fez on the way here to wear on the show because that's how dedicated she is. And because now there's a whole big display, of huge display of Doctor Who stuff to the point where you're like, I haven't seen this stuff before. I have a little fez that goes <laughs> on my head, like almost like these headphones, except that it's kind yeah, of a little one that's that on one top. On but she didn't have a full-size one, so you wanted to show your, your Whovian pride. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, when Matt Smith and Karen Gillan, a.k.a. the 11th Doctor and, and Amy, Amy Pond. Pond, were teamed up as Doctor and Companion, that seemed to be, it was, a, well, at the time, up till her um, departure anyway, up to Karen's departure in uh, the middle of Series 7, it had been the longest time a companion had stuck together with the Doctor, so there was this more of a long-term story arc. So it seems like there was more, people had more of a connection to it as opposed to like, well, there'll be another companion next year and that's it, where they couldn't build as much, as much of a story arc. Whereas over the course of years, and there's a whole story of uh, more what's going on with her, where everybody really invested in the characters, I think that dynamic had a lot to do with it. And the fact that the Doctor was younger too, I think that helped. Because people seem to be interested in David, David Tennant and yeah. movie and still follow him around like crazy. He's coming up in, um, oh, what's the show? The Netflix show. One of the Marvel series. I'm drawing a complete blank. Jessica Jones. He's going to be in as a, a villain, I believe, which would be interesting. And he was in uh, Broadchurch, which is a BBC show. I think it was airing here. I think it's on Netflix actually here as well. Maybe. Maybe. We're checking out. But you like it. You do watch that show. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. It's pretty good. <laughs> is it a detective show? Uh, kind of. Kind of? No? You have to watch it. Okay. Apparently I need to watch it. And I also need to watch the first uh, eight <laughs> series of Doctor Who. <laughs> the 21st century Doctor Who. Let's call it that, just to distinguish. <laughs> but, anyway. So, everybody needs to check out Doctor Who. Yes. And uh, start watching Series 9. And that's all available on Netflix, too. Series 9 is not. Well, I know well, that. Series 9 <laughs> just started. I'm saying uh, everything, well, yeah, all, all episodes series, up yeah. to eight. Yeah. Through series eight. And some classic who's on there as well. That's right. And then uh, you should watch them as well. I know I'm going to one day when I'm ready to take the <laughs> plunge because I'm aware it's a plunge. So I will hold Do out. It. I will. It's One day, I'm telling you, one day it's going to happen. I'm going to catch up. I still get crap for having not seen Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad at all. So. <laughs> I don't, well, I've not seen Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. I hear that all the time. Oh, you got to watch it. You got to watch the whole thing. And I'm like, I can't, don't have that many hours to give up or I can just watch that. Although in, at least, well, Game of Thrones is still going. That's true. But uh, Doctor Who is kind of perpetually going as well. And no signs of slowing down. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. But it's one of those things where I thought, I'm going to have to spend like, I don't know, 130 hours playing catch up with the show <laughs> because a lot of episodes to get through. But one day I'm going to take the plunge. As a result of you coming on the show, like many, you'd always hoped coming on here, uh, you'd always hoped to yes. visit California. This is yes. now your third trip yes, here. Yes, And your mind's basically blown. Third trip in seven months. Has it really been? Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, I came out first in March. In March. Because I came out on a whim. Yeah, that was funny. We're talking. She's like, I'm thinking about coming out to California. Can you show me around? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was it. I came and out then, the next week. Yeah, yeah, it was really like, I'm not short notice in a bad way. We're like, what? Uh, I'm busy next week. You know, it wasn't something like that. Or like, I, I was around. It's not like I was going on vacation or I'm like, I'm not going to be here, but have fun. <laughs> but you've now come here, out here a bunch of times. You love it. What's, what have been some of your favorite, as, as a tourist, essentially, at this stage anyway, <laughs> what are your favorite parts about California? I like the palm trees. Sure. Although they're dead now. Well, um, <laughs> or dying. I like the beaches. I never, well, I've been to one beach and that was in New York. So, and there's a lot of food here. You love the food here. Yeah. You are. Um, you marvel <laughs> at how pe- anybody here is skinny. Exactly. 
because of the food. Yeah. Because of, and, and the fact that a lot of it's 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, like the subway we saw last night. I've yeah. never seen a 24-hour subway before. Subway's 24 hours. There's, well, there's a bunch of them anyway. Jack in the Box is 24 hours. Yeah. Del Taco is 24 hours. They you wish. Pop. Yeah, they Not do. Del Taco. Well, no, they don't. But, but No. Jack well, Jack in the Box does. does. You wish El Pollo Loco was 24 hours. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and basically any, well, you've, you've developed a real taste for Mexican food while being out here, which, I mean, can't beat it. Chips and salsa. Everywhere. My life on a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you, by the way, if you do want to follow Eric on social media, as she's referencing something that happened, uh, we saw in a store recently, was was which was chips Wednesday, and salsa, my favorite Wednesday? recipe a couple days ago. I don't remember. It's all just blurred. The last week has been kind of it's blurred together. It's been a lot of eating and driving around places. <laughs> but uh, if you want to follow Erica, you can follow her on Twitter at Erica Lawson 90. That's Erica with a K. And you can follow her on Instagram at Panic Moon. Yes. Also with a K. Panic Moon with a C. Mistaken. Yes. The, well, well, I didn't mean that. Uh, I what it stands for. Companion. Yeah. It's a... Anagram. It's an anagram for, yeah, companion. So if you want to see this napkin, which is now basically Erica's life, she's now in love with Mexican food. Uh, hey, we went out Friday. We had a cool event. We saw Masters of the Universe yes. at the Egyptian Theater, which was a, it wasn't an anniversary screening. They're doing, they're doing kind of a, or they did, I should say, this is over, a uh, He-Man Shiro weekend, which was great. And... I never saw the original Masters of the Universe movie in the theater because I was, well, not that I couldn't have gone. I was a kid, but I missed it. You weren't even a thought when it came no. out, so you definitely didn't see it. <laughs> but they had a screening, and there was also a panel with the director, Gary Goddard, Chelsea Field, who played Tila in the movie, yes, and a bunch of production staff was there. Um, and had a nice Q&A afterwards, which was about 50 minutes where we learned a lot. Apparently, there's a documentary in production already completed about the, I don't know if it's the movie itself or it's just like the history of He-Man. I'm not sure. They said, well, it's in the documentary. So I don't know if it's just about making the movie because the movie was not plagued with troubles, but the studio was going bankrupt and, you know, it, it was a long shoot. They did a lot of night shooting. There were all sorts of things going on with it. But um, it's still a pretty cool Keek event. Granted, you've seen a ton of panels because you go to conventions <laughs> yeah. all over the place. You've been to Chicago and you've been to Indiana. Indiana. Uh, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville. Was there one in Cleveland or something? Cleveland yeah, there, I didn't go. Oh, I, I came here instead. Oh, there right. There is one in Cleveland. No, all Cincinnati. Over now. Oh, yeah, there is one in Cleveland too. Never mind. <laughs> well, now, see, now is an, an ideal time to be a geek or a nerd or wh whatever you want to call yourself because now this stuff's everywhere. Now it's conventions, all sorts of places, all the time. Which is great because if <laughs> you can just go from con to con, that's why it's cool having someone like, for instance, with uh, with Karen going to, she goes to a lot of conventions when she's not working. She's an actress, obviously. Met her twice. She's working. Yes, you've met her twice, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, I one of these. Eventually, I'm going to tell the story about when I saw Karen in person. Uh, it was only once. Uh, didn't interact with her, but I will tell that story one day. But now it's like. If, if you go to these things, as a person who's signing or who's doing a panel, like say Karen does, and many other people from all sorts of areas of geekery, then it's kind of cool because it's almost like the ultimate show business pension plan because you could just keep <laughs> going to conventions and they'll have everybody. I mean, Shatner still goes to conventions and he's always working. He's always there. at a, Well, not always, but at most of them. If, you know, what is it? The Green Ranger is the guy who goes to uh, yeah. a lot of them? Yeah, uh Tommy. I don't know his name. Power <laughs> Rangers was after my time. I didn't pay attention to Power Rangers. But I know he's around and he's still a, a big draw. A lot of wrestlers go to them. Yeah. People who are on current shows or past shows. Anybody from Firefly can go. <laughs> or anybody who, uh, you know, voice actors go to them all the time. It's kind of cool that now it's, you can have a fairly steady income from conventions, which is pretty cool if you get attached to any kind of property that has significance. And uh, even for somebody who's still actively working, like Karen, tremendous. Because then when she's not working, she'd go to a con for a weekend and it's it, it's working, but it's kind of not really working. I'm sure having to sign stuff for two hours is a little bit rough on the wrist and you may walk away with a, 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 a brush with carpal tunnel, but <laughs> nonetheless... It's so cool. You can perpetually work. So you can go to all these conventions. And you cosplay. You're one of the top 
and you can tell me how many. You've cosplayed as Amy Pond a number of times. I wanted you to come here this time and bring your one of your cosplay outfits. There's a few, right? Yeah. I have maybe like seven or eight Amy Pond cosplays. Jesus. But my main cosplay is the Kissagram cosplay. And I tried to fit it in my suitcase, but it wouldn't fit in <sighs> because I had too many clothes. <laughs> I tried. What? A woman packing too many clothes? Get out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping for it because there were a lot of people. In fact, you've been, <laughs> that's another funny thing. You've had people follow you on social media thinking you're, so <laughs> th well, not thinking you're, I mean, thinking you're Karen, but not not confusing you, like thinking, oh, this is Karen Gillan instead of Erica Lawson. Right. But they think you're the actress who played Amy Pond. Yeah. You get that a lot. I'm like, no, it's not me, but thanks. But that's insane. I mean, it's great, though, that people actually think you're that same person. I mean, even though it. Amy Pond has been on Doctor Who for a couple of years. <laughs> so it's not like you'd still be taking pictures of yourself in, in the <laughs> costumes from that era. But it's still like, just for people to think that you're that person, that's that's cool. funny. But you keep showing up in collections when you, you look up uh, Amy, Pond, Amy Pond cosplay. It's one of the top. Yeah. Amy Pond cosplayers. It's kind of Pretty cool. sweet distinction. You get, you have kids take photos with you all the time at conventions. Yeah. You might have as tough a time to as me. some of them. <laughs> Who did? They like run up to me like, yeah. Amy. Amy, it's you. <laughs> and you don't want to break their heart. Unless yeah. you speak and you don't have a Scottish accent, which you don't. No, I have a Kentucky accent. Yeah, you do. Southeast Kentucky. Yeah, because there is a difference. Yeah, Northern's not as like mine. <laughs> what? Not as like mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I don't normally do impressions of my friends. That's a bold-faced lie. I do it all the time. But I was actually afraid that I was just going to imitate... Erica this entire time <laughs> that she was on the show just bust into my kind of very insensitive <laughs> southern accent but I didn't and I haven't and I won't so that's okay uh, speaking of accents you prepared something because oh, yeah. Erica has been tuning into Cape since uh, she's since before she was actually on the show because yeah, we talked about a few like weeks in advance of you actually appearing on uh, Cape 38 but uh, you are, are happy to point out when my accent slips out and I notice it at times accent. I constantly have an accent. I to catch me? certain words. Really? Well, to you, well, everybody has an accent. <laughs> you, you have one. You say you don't, but you do. Okay. Well, give me, because there's something on, I know nothing about social, which is funny because for anyone who's, who, who followed Selfie, it's almost like Eric and I have a certain <laughs> like almost Henry and Eliza kind of relationship where she's very <laughs> plugged into social media and what's going on online. And I pay such little attention to it. I'm not completely ignorant, but I don't pay much attention. So it's, um, it, it's pretty funny how it almost mirrors a, a show we were both into. But uh, there's something called the accent tag. And a yeah, lot of people... On Tumblr. It's on Tumblr. Well, and YouTube, though. I added some you, new words to it, though. We'll oh, did you? Okay. Because uh, you want to test my accent. But you also know of words that I often pronounce differently. Like... like no, well, well, go ahead. Let's see. Give me, give me some words or give me some things to right. say and let's see. And you can, too. We can compare. All right. First, I'm going to say a list of words, and then you're going to repeat the words after me. Okay. And then I'm going to ask question, some questions, and then I'll give my answer. You give yours. Great. All right. Let's do this. Aunt. Aunt? Like, like, like your mom's sister. Oh, okay. Aunt. Roof. Roof. Route. Like Depends. <laughs> you know what? I pronounce it both ways. If I say... If I'm if I'm back home in New Jersey, I'll say Route Nine. But if I talk about a way to get somewhere, I'll say Route. The easiest route to get to El Pollo Loco is <laughs> so that's the weird thing. I will say it two different ways, so I'm a little inconsistent on that one. So I say both. Guilty. Wash. Wash. W a s h. Yes. yes. Yeah. Wash. All right. Oil. O i l. What? What? Oil. O i l. Oil. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yes. Wait, what's that? Oh, wait, I got one. That's reminding me of one. I don't know if it's on your list, but let's try it anyway. What's on my mind? What's the opposite of hot? Cold. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> I can't do that. Cold. Because I don't even know if there's an L in yours. Oil and cold. <laughs> Go on. All right. Theater. Theater. There are people in New Jersey who say theater. Like iron. my father. Oh, iron. Iron? Like Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. Iron Maiden. Iron. Salmon. Salmon. How do people pronounce salmon? That isn't no, salmon. I didn't make the list. Oh, okay. I didn't. Oh, this is what's on the actual. Okay. Yeah. Caramel. 
Caramel. Uh, fire. Fire. <laughs> I feel like I'm exaggerating. <laughs> like I'm I'm putting some extra emphasis on the way I pronounce words, which is probably wrong, but fire. Water. Water. Sure. Like S-U-R-E. I think I lean more towards sure than sure. Um, data. D-A-T-A. I flip-flop between data and data. That's another one I'm not consistent with. Ruin. R-U-I-N. Ruin. Crayon. Crayon. New Orleans. New Orleans. I'm with you because I feel like it's <laughs> phony if you say. Orleans. Well, no, but people say New Orleans is always like, eh, because it's, I don't feel like I have the, the print. I don't think I could pull that off successfully. I know people from there say New Orleans. Yeah. But it's the same thing like um, people from Colorado say Colorado. I know. Like I've heard people while, while being in Colorado say Colorado. And I still, like I should be pronouncing it that way because that's the way people who live in that state pronounce it. But I still say Colorado. I say Colorado too. Or like Nevada. Nevada. A lot Nevada. of people say Nevada. You That's say on the list too. Oh, is it? Well, the, well, the ones uh, I put on. What's your pronunciation then? Nevada. Okay. So you're right and I'm wrong in that case. At least according to the good people of Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. I'm slipping into it. Pecan. Pecan. Like in the pie. Yes. <laughs> in the what? The pie. You try saying that without an accent? Try saying that like I would say it. Pie. Yeah, see, you have to think about it, right? Like, hi. 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 <laughs> Both. B-O-T-H. Both. Again. I, again. <laughs> again. Probably. Probably. Not probs. Not probs, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that abbreviation of words. Why? <laughs> fave. Someone says my fave. In, in the age of anticipated text, nobody should be abbreviating fave or probs. Everybody knows. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, I know, but I just don't understand. Spit an image. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I did say it, I would say spitting image. <laughs> Spitting. Wow. Alabama. Alabama. Lawyer. L lawyer. Uh, that's a little that's a little jersey. I think lawyer. I think lawyer? that's a little jersey kind lawyer? of. Lawyer. That's not good. <laughs> For me or you? For anybody. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, coupon. Coupon. No May such thing as coupon, folks. Go May on. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. Okay, mayonnaise. Syrup. Syrup. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Syrup. <laughs> There's vowels in it. Pajam Even why? Uh, what? Pajamas. Pajamas. Caught. What? Caught. As in to catch? Like caught fish. Oh, caught. Yeah. Caught. That's probably... <laughs> I probably say caught when I, when I don't catch myself. Caught. Naturally. Naturally. Aluminum. Aluminum. Envelope. Envelope. My mom says that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. And we already did... All right, this is the list of the okay. other words. Okay. So... We already did Nevada. Yes, we did. Go on. Reese's. No, 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 no. I flatly reject Reese's. It's Reese's. Because, no, it's not. Because there's there's something inherently wrong with pronouncing the name of a chocolate in a way that rhymes with feces. It's no good. No. Reese's, I summarily dismiss. It's, it's Reese's. No. It's Reese's. No. It's Reese's. All right. M&M's. <laughs> I knew that one was coming. One more time. M&M's. M&M's. No. Yes. Okay, this one I got because you say it a certain way. Okay. Experiment. Experiment. See? Uh, why? Like Chris Ball's podcast, Experiment. Experiment. You say experiment. It is experiment. That's why. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's my show. I'm telling you how it's pronounced. It's experiment. It's not experiment. No. Okay. Tennessee. Tennessee. Lightning. <laughs> Lightning. <laughs> like lightning bugs. <laughs> Lightning. Shrimp. Shrimp. Fine. What? Fine. Like I'm fine. Uh, oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you just isolate words, I don't know. That's the whole point of this this whole thing. Out All right, yeah, fine. Outside. Outside. There are eyes in these words, Erica. 
Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> at the restaurant, we, we went to dinner, uh, where, where we ate dinner before the show. One of the things they had, I forget what, um, oh, it was, it was a dipping sauce, was spicy Thai, which if you were to say it is. Spicy Thai. Yeah, that's no, no, no good. <laughs> and your favorite one. What? White. <laughs> White. White. No. Okay. Here's the questions. Okay. What is it called when you throw toilet paper on a house? Toilet papering a house. Teeping. Teeping? Yeah, basically. Okay. Oh, well, okay, yeah. All uh, right. What is the bug that when you touch it, it curls up into a ball? Really, Polly? What? What is the bug? The bug that you touch that curls up into a ball? Yeah. Oh, spider? No. Oh, what? I Rolly Pully, like Rolly Pully is like, the is the scientific name for the bug? No. I, I don't remember, I don't know what other people called it. Okay, well what do you call it? Rolly Pully. Ro really? Yeah. I have no idea what a Rolly Pully is. It's a little black uh, bug, bug that rolls up no. into a ball. Okay. Take your uh, word on that one. Three. What what is a bubbly carbonated drink called? Soda. Pop. No. It's pop. Some people say Coke. <sighs> When they're like referencing. When they're referencing soda. Yeah, people do say that. Well, the same way people say McNuggets to refer to chicken nuggets, oh, even if they're not a McDonald's. Headphones. What? Go ahead. Take a second right, to adjust. There. Got it. All right. Four. What do you call gym shoes? Sneakers. Tennis shoes. You know what? They're California people say tennis shoes as well. I always say tennis Which shoes. I don't understand because nobody plays tennis in them. No? No. Because you wouldn't say Air Jordans are tennis shoes. Because nobody's playing tennis in Air Jordans. They're playing basketball or walking around the mall with their low-slung pants. <laughs> All right. <laughs> tennis shoes. What do you call your grandparents? Mamma and Papa. Dead. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, if we're going to be biologically accurate. Um, well, I didn't have, I, I don't know what my cousins called my father's parents because they both passed away before I, I came on the scene. But my mother's parents, who were both alive when I was born, were grandma and pop. But I would say gram, grandma, grandmother, right. grandpa, grandfather. Nice. But they were specifically want to be called ma mom, uh, blah, gram and pop. My You're, grandma and papa. What? Mamma and papa. That's just weird. That's No. <laughs> I've, you know what? You've said that before and I've never heard that before. Is that is that Kentucky? Is that Southern? Do you know where that's, what well, area that's used? Because you've traveled around. I haven't been to that little pocket well, of the I've South. I've only ever heard Heard in Kentucky, but I'm sure it's like Tennessee and West Virginia. Surrounding states. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, in Virginia, West Virginia, those things. Okay. That, that was totally new. I, I went all the way to age 33 without hearing Mama and Papa. <laughs> if you, You're welcome. If y'all if can believe it. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just playing up the... Anyway, go on. Number six. What do you call the wheel contraption in which you carry groceries at the supermarket? Cart. Buggy. No, that's a roly-poly. <laughs> Roly-poly is a buggy, according to you. <laughs> it's a buggy. Is that not right? Okay. All right. I think this one's like normal for everybody, but what is the thing you change the TV channel with? Remote. Yeah, remote. But every a lot of people say clicker. Not I really. think that's an old-timey thing. I think it was referred to as the clicker when they first introduced remotes in, I don't know when remotes came along. Because even as a kid, we had like one of those Furniture or those furniture kind of TVs were around. You probably don't remember. You were born in 1990. You know nothing but <laughs> but crisp television. Yeah. But <laughs> big pieces of furniture with dials on them where you didn't have remotes. So the TVs were probably older I've seen than those. I am. Oh, sure you have. You can watch movies from the 70s. Well, we had some. Oh, did you? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where, where Clicker came from unless that's a regional thing. That's a good question. I'm not sure. All right. Yeah, hey. some more? Yeah, I got three more, including this one. Okay. What do you say to address a group of people? I actually, I do say you all you, most of the time. I'll say y'all. Okay. That seems Southern to me. Nine. 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 <laughs> That's an unintentional one. What do you call the kind of spider or spider-like creature <laughs> that has an oval-shaped body and extremely long legs? A granddaddy long leg. Uh, daddy long legs is what I'd say, yeah. yeah. Wait, is there, a distinct, is there a difference between granddaddy long legs or daddy long legs? No, same thing. Okay. No, we'll daddy, daddy long legs is what I'd say. All right. I'd also call it a spider, but there we go. Ten. 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 
What do you call it when it rains when the sun is shining? Sun shower. I just call it rain. <laughs> wow. Damn. Way to just smack me down. No, it's, it's just rain. No, if the sun's out, yeah, it's sun shower. I mean, I would call it rain as well, but it's if it's raining in the middle of the day and the sun is shining, sun shower, yeah. Have you heard that or is that news? No. You never heard sun shower? I heard like the I devil mean, beating his wife. What? <laughs> what the... I've never, what the hell is that? Who came up with that? The devil beating his wife. Something like that. Is when it's raining and the sun is shining. Yeah, it's the southern thing. Apparently. <laughs> I've, wow. There are a lot of like things like that for when it's raining. Really? Yeah. What? Oh, give me a few others. Oh God. Something, some, I don't, something about angels. Crying. Crying and like, I don't remember the rest. Oh, okay. Wow, the devil beats his wife. <laughs> That's a new one. And that is the, this week's title. <laughs> anyway, uh, go on. We're, we're winding down. We're coming to the end of the show. So let's see. You have any more or is that it? Oh, that's it. That was it? Oh, okay. No more. Sorry. There was, um, we've, <laughs> we've been more or less clean up to this point. Um, not unintentionally, just kind of hasn't, hasn't happened. But one of your favorite words that I apparently pronounce... With a with a Jersey accent, or I don't know if you say Jersey, New York, East Coast, whatever it is, accent. <laughs> there, there are a few words. So occasionally, I'll say instead of laugh, I'll say laugh. I'll, I'll, laugh. Ca I'll catch that sometimes. Even ca catch. I, I kind of had to stop myself when I said I'll <laughs> catch that sometimes. There's, there's one in particular. One. <laughs> well, you know which one it is, I know right? It is. Okay. Well, <laughs> you you do your impression of how I say it. Asshole. <laughs> I wish I said it that cool. Asshole. I wish I said it like that. That would be amazing. I will I will say, boy, what a way to go out. What a way to end the show. Um, I realize it. asshole is the standard, but I will sometimes say asshole. It's a little more pronounced, particularly when you listen to episodes of The Only Podcast That Matters, yeah, which is also done in New Jersey with it. other people. And same thing, even, even uh, podcast, I've... Listening back to those episodes on occasion, I would say podcast, which everybody else did too. So it's something I didn't notice or something I picked up on. And I will pronounce words like that when I'm visiting New Jersey. I'll just slip into it, which people say like when they visit, you know, if they live wherever, like not where they grew up and they go back to visit. You'll probably do that too. Whenever it is you decide to move out of Kentucky someday next year, next year then... Yeah, you'll notice that you're you're pronouncing things a little bit differently, but you'll slip right back into it when you go when you visit home. It's funny. It's I, I, I catch myself all the time pronouncing things differently. And when I listen to those old episodes, I'm like, man, I never noticed that before because a lot of people don't pick me out from being from New Jersey because they don't sound like the cartoonish like Jersey Shore Sopranos. Hey, how you doing? You know that <laughs> or like coffee. Or, let's talk. Let's go to the mall. You know they don't. I don't pronounce things in that exaggerated a way. Whereas that's everybody's explanation. Or I should say, uh, everybody's um, reference point for what people from New Jersey sound like, but I don't sound like that. So a lot of times people don't detect it, but you do. Yeah. Because you don't have an accent, but I do. Apparently, Is that how it goes. I don't have an accent. You have an accent. Okay, you don't have an accent because we all know if a boy grows up in a boy or girl grows up in Kentucky, and they go up north <laughs> to go to school or something, if they go to college or something and come home for the holidays, you'll notice they're coming back talking with an accent. What's that about? <laughs> Ah, it's an old, old joke or statement or whatever, whatever it is. Anyway, once again, you can follow Erica at Erica Lawson 90 on Twitter. on Twitter and at Panic Moon on Instagram, Panic with a K and Erica and with Tumblr. a K on Twitter. And, oh, yeah, and Tumblr. That's right. Panicmoon.tumblr.com. You can follow her Doctor Who blog. <laughs> and you can follow me at Chris Abalo on Twitter at Chris sells out on Instagram and follow the show at Kate Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr. And of course, please subscribe on iTunes. Please subscribe on iTunes and uh, follow on social media and tune in next week for updates on what's going on with this show following mid-October when Skid Row Studios closes. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, for Erica Lawson. This is Chris Vallo, and this was yet another experiment.
you next week. Well, yeah, but that takes a unanimous vote of the whole entire city council. All in favor say aye. Aye. Unanimous.